Let's make some magic. I'm literally doing a one-woman show right now. So I have my liquid courage. Ah, let's get her done. Hi, I'm your host, Veronica Thompson, and welcome to Above the Mean, a podcast about individuals actively pursuing their passions and pushing themselves to be better than the standard in order to stand out. So usually during this part, I introduce one of my many amazing guests and I talk about their credentials and essentially what makes them above the mean. However, today we're switching gears a little bit and I thought I would take this time to kind of talk about myself and let y'all get to know the host, get to know me a little bit better and learn what makes me tick, the story behind the podcast and essentially how it came to be and I guess what makes me above the mean. So let's get into it. (laughs) I don't know why it's so nerve wracking just doing my own solo episode I'm literally talking to myself I mean if anyone were to look in right now and my window like I would I would probably look strange I'd probably look odd I'm just here sitting with my thoughts my bottle of wine and I'm gonna get deep we're gonna get intimate we're gonna get weird and I'm gonna like it and I hope y'all like it (laughs) I mean, life is so funny, or at least I used to always say that I know God has a sense of humor because just look at my life. Um, If you were to tell me 10 years ago that I would be hosting my very own podcast where I'm talking to strangers and essentially getting their story out, I would have looked at you like you had three heads because 10 years ago, I was 13 I was awkward. I had I went through this phase where I wanted bangs because I wanted to look like Nicki Minaj, but my hair was short. So instead, I kind of looked like Dora. <laughs> um, and I was just awkward. Like I was super awkward when it came to having conversations with people. I, I distinctively remember coming home one day and Googling conversation starters. And like, this is Veronica in middle school. So I literally Googled conversation starters to have and I came back the next day during lunch and I was like, so what about this weather we're having? (laughs) Or I would talk about, oh, did you see that sports game? No? Yeah, me neither. I don't play sports. All right. So I used to really be really awkward and it's funny to see just how much I guess I've evolved or changed to go from this little girl who was so shy to speak up in class and just so shy to even say anything that was on my mind and to now have this platform and be so fortunate enough to interview such amazing people like it's really it's really crazy and it's really such a blessing that I'm so glad that I have evolved into this. So let's get into it. Let's get into my quote-unquote origin story. Um, So I was born here in Austin, but we moved to New York when I was around like five or six. 
for my mom because she got a job up in Syracuse, for those of you who don't know, which is upstate New York. So I pretty much grew up, I say, in New York. I, I loved growing up in New York because I loved getting to experience all four seasons, unlike here in Texas where it's just fucking hot. Um, I, I love... I love the snow. I feel like that's probably one of my most fondest things about growing up in New York was the snow because we were fortunate enough. We lived near a ski lodge. So my school actually had this after school program where it was called ski club and we would they would take us to the lodge after class. And so I would just spend hours with my friends just snowboarding down the mountain going going to the lodge getting some like burger something something to warm up and then going back and skiing for like hours and then going home doing homework stuff like that like I think that's probably one of my fondest memories about just living up living in New York is just doing all of the winter activities like I love snowboarding ice skating the snow does consume New York for like nine months out of the year but I guess the rest of the time I I really did enjoy living there. It definitely came with some challenges. I grew up in a predominantly white area because my parents really wanted me to get the best education that I could. And at the time, that was going to a predominantly white high school. And I think it definitely did. I mean, it affected me, I guess, personally and just the way that I acted, I guess is a fair way to say. I didn't quite come into my own and come into this Veronica that you see before you today. I feel like until I went to UT, essentially, until I moved to Texas and I decided to go to the University of Texas at Austin, hook them. My four years at UT are obviously like the best four years of my life. I I can't even describe it in words, just I met so many amazing people and I did so many crazy things that I feel like, without a doubt, I got the full college experience that I, I lived a life that I so far have, I have regrets, but not many, not many. And I feel like most people can't say that. So I came to UT as a art major and then two years in I switched to graphic design and essentially I got my BA in design and my minor in photography and visual media studies. While at UT I was fortunate enough to participate in two study abroad programs. The first was to Beijing, China, which was an incredible experience. I think two things that I took away from that experience was the friends that I made because some of those friends that I made on that trip are going to be lifelong friends we just I feel like us as a as a group we experienced so much together and to be put in a situation or essentially a country where everything is so foreign and so new and you kind of have to rely on each other it really creates this unbreakable bond and I just that experience in itself was so eye-opening I feel like one it was a great program it was through 
the UT. It was through Dr. Moore, who's professor at UT. And essentially what he does is he tries to take predominantly minority kids and puts them in countries or places that they would not normally be able to go to. And going to China, I feel like it was a really wide eye-opening experience for me because when we got there, we were treated like celebrities, but not not in the best way. It was more in a paparazzi type of way. A lot of the locals had never, I guess, encountered or interacted with a lot of black people before. So whenever they saw us, they would run up to us, ask to take pictures. I remember riding the subway one day in Beijing and this woman to ask to take a picture of me holding her baby. And I was just like, uh, okay, yeah. And like, I loved it at first. Like, I liked it. I was like, ooh, yes, I'm on my Beyonce <laughs> paparazzi following me. But after a while, it got really old. Like, it almost became like we were animals in a zoo. I definitely understand now how they feel because it was like everywhere we went, there was someone watching us. There was someone taking the picture. Like, I remember I had braids at the time and this woman um, she came up to me and she like kind of tugged my hair and I'm just looking at her like, excuse you. And like there was someone who was able to translate and essentially the woman was asking me if that that's how my hair grew. Like she thought that my hair from the roots grew out in braids and she didn't quite understand that. No, that was just hair braided into hair. But it was just it was so interesting to see that someone who had never been exposed I guess to black culture before and to see the way that they reacted it was really interesting for me to see how censored I guess a lot of the locals were but it's almost kind of funny and it's almost ironic because I feel like growing up I was really censored like I was almost gonna call this podcast wide-eyed essentially just because I feel like that's how I felt. That's how I felt like I was viewing the world when I got to college. Everything seemed so brand new. Every experience seemed so foreign. And I just, I wanted, I wanted to experience it all. I wanted to make the most of everything. And since graduating, I feel like that feeling, that feeling of just not knowing has almost amplified because now I'm finding out what it means to be a young adult. And in a way, I guess I'm kind of figuring out who I am in the process and what all that entails. Like, what are my passions? What are my goals? And it's so weird to me to think about that it took me auditioning for a reality show to really get me to start thinking about things like that. So this past summer, I was in the process of auditioning for this show called 20-something. They were remaking it here in Austin, Texas. And during the process, I made it to I made it through the second round. And so for the first round, we had to answer a bunch of questions, just kind of explaining yourself, explaining your personality. And then they wanted to they wanted to know more. They wanted to get deeper with it because essentially what they wanted to do was they wanted to put a wide range of 20-somethings in the Austin area and a house, and you had to figure out what your goal was, like what your goal was for the end of the summer. 
And as I'm writing my answers down for these questions, I'm starting to think to myself like, huh, damn, what, what are my goals? Like, what are my aspirations? I feel like I'd got, I'd put myself in autopilot mode, essentially. I just graduated from college. I was able to land a good job, a good steady career. I got my own apartment. And it was just like, I feel like I was checking off things on, on like this list, like this imaginary social list of things that you should do when you become an adult. And I forgot to think or I forgot to really question, is this what I want to be doing? Like, is this what fuels me? Is this what really makes me happy to get up every morning? And the answer is no, it wasn't. It's not. It still is not. And so I really had to have a moment with myself where I I stopped to think. And I had to stop thinking, what is it? Not what am I supposed to do, but what is it that I really want to do? I started thinking of things that I wanted to accomplish. And at the time, I had been thinking like, oh, maybe I should have done journalism. Maybe I want to be an anchor. Maybe... I like I like being on TV. I like kind of reporting, but I think what it was after really thinking about it was it's not that I like reporting, it was that I like meeting people. I like talking to people and to share other people's stories. And so I was like, okay, how can I make this? How can I make this into something? And I thought about a podcast. And Lord knows all my friends know how long it, it was, how long it took me to come up with a name for this podcast, Above the Mean. Um, and essentially, I I got the name because I was, I was on a car ride with a friend, and I was trying to explain to him what I wanted with my co- podcast, like what the main mission was. We were using keywords like unique and different, like unconventional and all of them seemed to go but none really seemed to stick because I said I knew I didn't want it to just be one word but I wanted it to be a phrase a kind of like motto almost above the mean mean itself has kind of double meanings it's in math the mean is the average and I like that I kind of like things that have double meaning that it's not exactly what it appears to be and so above the mean at first glance you're like huh mean but then when you kind of think about it okay above the average okay hmm and it made me think what is something that drives people to be better than to be more than and ultimately I came up with passion when you're passionate about something nothing can stand in your way and I couldn't think of a better thing to explore I couldn't think of anything better than interviewing people who are passionate about the things that they're doing. And maybe that passion would inspire someone else to start pursuing their own passions and kind of create like this ripple effect. So I asked y'all to write in some questions on my Instagram story earlier this week, and I really enjoyed reading through them. Y'all really understood the assignment, so I thought I would answer a few of my favorite ones for you guys. Question number one. 
Now that you're a little over one year as a post-grad, would you do anything differently if given the opportunity? Wow, that's a really, really good question. I think initially when I first graduated from UT, I really had my heart set on traveling. I really wanted to travel the world. I enjoyed all of my study abroad experiences and I wanted to kind of capitalize on them a little bit more and just spend more time, I guess, abroad. And at one point, I thought I wanted to join the Peace Corps because I know I really do enjoy helping people and I really do enjoy meeting new types of people. So I thought, you know, Peace Corps, you get to go around, help individuals, get to meet and talk with very interesting people that you probably wouldn't have gotten that same exposure. And then, you know, COVID happened. And so all the borders to pretty much everywhere was closed. So that kind of nipped that idea straight in the butt. Um, But essentially, I guess one big regret that I have post-grad life is that I wish I could have traveled more because I feel like now that I am kind of locked into my job, it definitely makes traveling a bit harder um, just because I have to coordinate it with my job. I have to make sure I have enough time off and I just wish that I had had my little gap year where I think I, I really would have thrived if I had more time to kind of discover myself in a different setting because I feel like coming to UT from Syracuse was scary like it was so nerve-wracking being somewhere where I knew absolutely no one and it really forced me to be bold and to kind of go outside my box and introduce myself to people and make friends because I really had nothing to lose. I was like, these people don't know me. I I wish I could have pulled a Zoe 101 where I came in with like some type of exotic accent or something. And just, I'm getting so fucking off topic. Um, but yeah, essentially, I will say just to circle back around, would you do anything differently um, since post-grad? I, I would travel. I would have traveled more. Question two, who are some of your role models slash inspirations or who are some people who have been the most influential to you? That's a really, really hard question just because I feel like there's so many people in my life who have influenced me in various ways. I feel like I'm constantly inspired by my friends. They're each so ambitious and so just positive influences to be around that they make me want to be more ambitious and they drive me to do better and want to be better. I know for one, I'd pick Miss Ellen Hafar. She was my art teacher all throughout high school. And I'm without a doubt, if it wasn't for her, I don't even think I would have been accepted into University of Texas at Austin. Um, I originally applied to UT as an art major. And it was because of her because I wanted to become an art teacher like her. She was just an amazing soul. She was just so cool, so kind, and just I loved everything about her. Like school was never my first love, never has been, never will be. But 
I definitely do believe education is important. I just think that it's important to find something that you love and that makes you excited to get up. And for me, I feel like art growing up was a really big, important part of that for the fact that it allowed me to kind of express myself when I felt like I couldn't. I mean, growing up in Syracuse was hard. I I wanted to fit in. I really wanted to make friends. And when you want to make friends, sometimes you compromise on a lot of things. You compromise on some of your values and just kind of the way you might act because you want your peers to like you. You want to be accepted. And I feel like with my art, I never had to hide who I was. I never had to... I never had to be anyone else but me. And that's probably why I love art so much. Just because it gave me the platform to be free without any judgment. And so I would definitely say Miss Safar was a really big influence for me just because she was a really safe space for me growing up. And I will always be so thankful for her. I feel like another person who's been very influential to me is obviously my parents are big, really influential. Both of them have sacrificed so much for me to be where I am today, and I can never thank them enough for that. Um, But I feel like it's such a cheesy answer. Everyone always says their parents are influential, but no, I really genuinely do love care for my parents a lot um I feel like anyone who knows me knows my mom is my best friend (laughs) um she probably knows way too much about me but she's never judged me and for that I feel like that was something I've always cherished about our relationship and something I've always loved honestly yeah we're gonna we're gonna stick with that question three what is your biggest pet peeve I mean, besides people who drive slow in the fast lane, um, my biggest pet peeve, I guess it would have to be, I cannot stand when people are repetitive or they tell me something and then they tell me that exact same thing like an hour later or like maybe a day later, like they're constantly saying the same thing over and over again. I get I get so annoyed. I get so irritated with it. Um, I hate. I guess yeah. When people have short term memories, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I'm gonna call it Dory syndrome. Yeah, I hate it when people have Dory syndrome. But I can't say that because I feel like sometimes I have Dory syndrome, and I'll get excited. I'll say something, forget, and then it's like I'll say it again. Okay, so I'm my own biggest pet peeve. Um, I don't know. I guess yeah. When people say the same thing over and over again. I guess I'll say that. Next question. What mantra slash affirmation guides your life goals? So growing up, there was one commercial that always stuck out to me. And that was the Dosecki's commercial. I loved when at the end of the commercial, they would say, and he was the most interesting man in the world. And for some reason, that just it really kind of resonated with me. I was like, that's what I want. I want to be the most interesting woman in the world. And I feel like 
ever since watching that, it kind of formulated this mindset in my head that I do things for the experience. Like, no matter what it is, I like, I want to try, I want to try new things. I want to try everything just to say that I, one, have no regrets, but two, just to experience life. I mean, that's what we're put on this planet to do. We're not meant to be robots. We're not meant to just be dull. Like, we're meant to have fun. We're meant to experience life and all that that entails. And so I feel like that's something that's really kind of, whenever I was kind of on the edge or not sure whether or not to do something, I'd just be like, just do it. Do it for the story. Do it for the memory. I feel like that's something that's really kind of, always kind of been in the back of my mind that and then the word resilient for those of you who don't know what resilient means it means to never give up essentially and I feel like I always try to embody that my my mom always used to say that one thing that she admired most about me was how resilient I was I never give up even when the cards are stacked high against my favor I never give up, and I think that's probably one of my most favorite attributes about myself, that even if I may do something wrong the first time, the second time, maybe even the seventh time, I will keep on trying until I get it right. Question four, what is your favorite cocktail? Ooh, this must be a fan from my Mix and Vixen days. For those of you who are new and who don't quite know me, I used to be an aspiring bartender, bartenders, bartender, yeah, universal. (laughs) Okay, I used to be an aspiring bartender, and I went by the name Mixin Vixen, and I, it's because, I don't even know why, I think I started during COVID when we were all in quarantine, I was just, Instead of just drinking by myself, I felt like it'd be a great idea to learn new cocktails because, I mean, can't really go out to the bar, so might as well bring the bars to me. Um, And honestly, I really, really enjoyed my bartending days. I feel like I was pretty good at it, honestly. Um, It's all about the presentation for me. I wanted to make my drinks look aesthetically pleasing as possible. This is hard. Okay, my go-to drink when I go out is a tequila sour just because I feel like it's simple. It's really hard to mess up, even though some bars do. But I feel like genuinely what is my favorite cocktail? I love a good, I don't mind a good Paloma, honestly. I'll say at the moment right now, a Paloma, like something with that tequila, the grapefruit. It just is, it's a nice mix. And the grapefruit has just enough little zest that makes me go, ooh. Kind of wakes me up. So, yeah, we're going to go with the Paloma. (laughs) Question five. What is something most people don't know about you that may surprise them? Well, I feel like a lot of people... I used to always say it was anime, that I love to watch anime. But I feel like a lot of y'all know that now. So it's less of a surprise, less of a shock factor. Um, Something that most people don't know about me that may surprise them. I guess I would have to say... I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty open. Like, I used to do beauty pageants. Ooh, okay. I used to do theta. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. I used to be a thespian in high school. I was in the play Hairspray. 
I was black kid number three. <laughs> um, I could you not. My high school put on a rendition of Hairspray. And essentially, because I went to FM and we had a total of maybe seven to 12 black kids at the entire school, um, I feel like they did not think this through because literally they wanted to do Hairspray and they had no black kids. So they literally asked, <laughs> I remember there's there's like one teacher who kind of puts on our Black History Month um, celebration and I know they they literally went to her and asked her to essentially ask us to ask all the black kids if we would try out for Hairspray. And so I tried out. I remember my audition song was Mamma Mia. And I I mean, obviously, I got in. I got in the play. I wasn't worried because I, I had the melanin on my side. But... <laughs> I just remember that whole experience was just so interesting. <laughs> and I I honestly really enjoyed it. I really, really liked it. I loved being black person number three. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That wasn't really my title. But I was, I was a background dancer. And I think I had two lines. I think I was like a yeah, like a yeah, a sassy yeah girl. But I I enjoyed my overall experience of acting. I realized that I probably wouldn't make the best actress. That's probably why they gave me no speaking lines. I don't know. But I feel like that's um <laughs> I don't know if that's a surprising fact or but that I guess that that would be like my little hidden thing. I used to I used to act. I mean, I'm no Zendaya, but I wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. Okay. Question number six. Best advice you've ever received? Ooh. Okay. The best advice that I've ever received. I feel like it would have to be from my dad. Which, it seems simple. Always give 110%. But thinking about it now and reflecting on it, this society, this world was not made for me. It was not made for women. It was not made for black people. And it definitely was not made for black women. So growing up in a system that is literally designed, not designed for you to fail, but they sure as hell don't want to see you succeed. And so going in with that mentality, my dad always wanted to remind me that we have to work harder just in order to get the same respect and the same attention and appreciation as someone who may only have to work half as hard. And I think growing up, I didn't quite understand it until I was put in situations where I feel like I went above and beyond. And someone next to me who did the bare minimum received much higher praise than I ever would have. I say all that to say that I've always had the mentality that I needed to work hard. And that's why I feel like I have this ambition and this drive that I do. Like I'm constantly wanting to learn new things. I'm constantly wanting to do new things because I want to gain as much experience as I can because I know that in a world that is set up for me to fail, I want to succeed. And it's because of that notion 
that I try to give 110% for everything that I do. I know I'm not perfect and I know that there's a lot that I've needed to learn along the way, but I feel like as long as I'm trying, that's so much more than what half the people are even doing. So I would say that's probably one of the best advice I've ever received. And I feel like I carry that with me through everything, even with my design work. When I get new clients and I'm working on a design that I may not be too familiar with, for example, I recently did a book cover for this woman and I've never done that before. I've never illustrated a book and I I did research on it. I went to Barnes and Nobles. I talked to people who were in the book aisle and asked them things that they liked about book covers, asked them certain characteristics that they might like. I did my own research and I read articles about it and I essentially tried to do everything that I could do to make myself knowledgeable so that I could come at it with knowledge and examples of what it is that the customer is looking for so that I can convey that in my graphic design. And that's just one example of just going above and beyond. Like if you really want to excel at something, you have to give it 110%. You have to go above and beyond. Question seven, what are some things that you do for fun? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I love hanging out with my friends, whether that's going out, whether that's simply doing a new activity, hiking. I just, I love being surrounded by my friends. I love karaoke. I'm, let me preface that with, I, I cannot remember a song for the life of me, but I love to sing as if I did. And that's why I love karaoke because it's like you can see the words on the screen. So therefore you don't even really need to know the song. You can just have the energy. And I feel like that's all that's all you need. That's really all you need. And I have I have so much energy. So it's like karaoke and me go hand in hand. Um but I love to do a lot of things. I love taking pictures. I love I recently discovered I really like kayaking. Um, I try to go on Sundays when it's usually kind of not so busy, but I have my little favorite spot that I like to go to and just kind of be out in the water without really having to be in the water. Because if you're black, you understand. You don't want to get your hair wet all the time. (laughs) Um, So I feel like I just, I I like doing things. I love being active. So that's usually what I'm doing in my free time if I have free time you know sneaking a little bit of anime in there um but yeah I'm I guess I I love to be busy and I I never have much downtime people always tell you I'm constantly going I'm constantly doing things which definitely has its pros and its cons but I think for me I've always said I'd rather be busy than have nothing to do at all so Last question, what makes me, or what makes you, well, no, they're asking me, so what makes me above the mean? I feel like this whole, if you've been listening, this whole podcast kind of explains that, but we'll do a little highlight recap. What makes me above the mean? I would say my resilience to never wanting to give up on something. And I would say it's a combination of my resilience 
and my ambition. I feel like I've always known that I'm I'm always I always knew I was going to be someone in this world. I've always had it in my mindset ever since I was a little girl that I knew I wanted to make a name for myself because one of my biggest fears is being forgotten. And I knew that in order to be remembered, you had to do something worth remembering. And although I may have not quite figured out what that is or what that entails for me exactly, I know that one... I was put on this earth to make people smile. Without a doubt, full-heartedly in my mind, I know that is one purpose that God gave me. I feel like I'm doing a good job of that. But I also feel like, like I said earlier, one of my passions is people. I, I just love figuring out other people. I love getting to know the whys and how of how people think, why they do what they do, just knowing their stories because I feel like, I mean, come on, that's why we love reality TV. It's because it, we get a glimpse into someone's life. That's why we like the news. We're getting to see the, the best of humanity as well as the worst of humanity. And I guess for me, what I want to do with this platform is kind of obviously highlight most of the good but just to show that there's so many interesting people out there in this world and that if you just take the time to really listen to what people have to say that I think you'll be amazed and really touched by just the people who are living around you it could be as simple as your grocery clerk the mailman. Okay, I feel like I'm just naming um, jobs, but it's just you never know what's going on in people's lives. And if I, I feel like I'm getting super off topic again, but essentially what makes me above the mean is everything that I embody. I think just my passion to want to share other people's stories, and my drive to fulfill that passion, my drive to get it done, because it goes back to my mantra, my word, my favorite word, resilience. I will never give up. Wow. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in and listening to this really, really, we got deep. We got deep. We got emotional. Um, It was a really nice, honest conversation that I'm so glad that I was able to have with y'all. I hope that you took some value out of it. If not, I hope, well, at least maybe you got to know me a little bit better. I'm just so thankful to each and every one of you who listen to my podcast. You guys don't know how much you mean to me and just that you guys, you're letting me live out my dream right now. Like y'all are letting me live out my passion so for that i just want to say thank you thank you so so much like always tune in next week we are taking just a little break but the following week we will be back and better than ever y'all know the drill i've tagged all of our instagram handles and youtube which will be up hopefully soonish (laughs) and as always remember don't settle for average Rise above the mean and stand out.